Hey everybody, it's Starship Podcast Warlock. This is Drew. Oh, and this is Jeff. And you are listening to a podcast that is in this season about Blackadder. Um, we're 25 episodes into it, so if you didn't know that by now, you probably have not been listening super closely. I didn't know that. I didn't count it to see how many, but my God. <laughs> well, I didn't mean the number of episodes. I meant the subject matter of them. Mm. Uh, you know, if you thought we were watching, I don't know, All Creatures Great and Small, you've probably been really confused. I don't know. I'm sure uh, Peter Davidson's name would come up somehow, but yeah. Um. <laughs> Handled. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, uh, you who have been listening to the show since the very beginning and have not missed a single episode, we always ramble about something at the beginning of the episode. And you probably have noticed we're, we're kind of running out of topics, uh, given that we uh, were not alive during any of the time periods covered by Blackadder. Um, so we can't, you know, we, we don't have a lot of links to the time of World War One. at least I don't. So uh, today it's going to be a little bit of a miscellany. Um, one of the first things we thought we might talk about, <laughs> yes, is our military service. Uh Neither of us was actually in the military, but we were in Cub what, Scouts. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, actually, I was in Cub Scouts too. Yeah. So we can talk about the various paramilitary, quasi-military things that uh, formed our childhood. So uh, I'll start since I don't think I have as many stories as you do, and just say I was in Cub Scouts very, very briefly. I was I was in them for like a year, and I think I got my wolf badge and my bear badge, or patch or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I don't think I got the next one, which was Eagle. Is that right? Uh, well, no. There was originally. I mean, I'm trying to remember what the one on top was, and there was there was Wolf and there was Bear, and then then Weebelows was underneath that, right? And Weebelows oh, right. was after two years of Cub Scouts, and you had a year of Weebelow, and then then there was Boy Scouts, and then there was Eagle Scouts. Um, I, I went as far as Weebelow. I I uh, um, I had stopped before uh, um, Boy Scouts, and I think that was just because I'd gotten into other things, and there were other things that conflicted on those same evenings but I, I had a ball of a time uh, I actually feel like I would be better at doing things and at survival skills and stuff like that obviously if I t- stuck with it but um, <laughs> you know um, Weeblows is a funny name for the it scouts. Sta- it stands for we'll be loyal scouts. I know what it stands for I also I know. know what it sounds like I know, I um, know. <laughs> yeah I mean I think I stopped I, I don't remember if I stopped because we moved away from Florida, which is where I was a scout, mm. or if I just got tired of it, which I often do with stuff like that. I mean, I don't know. It was okay, but it was doing things, which I was, I've never really been a fan of, uh, doing things. I, um, I, I liked being in the uniform. I know that. Um, I, <laughs> it's I, it's I, a I cute, like cute little uniform. It's very comfortable. It was, uh, you know, and, and the, um, and making my my tie or my bandana, whatever that was, it's not NASCOT. I mean, but you know, neckerchief, uh, neckerchief. Thank you. Yes, that's um, what it's called. It, it was very easy because you had a little slide, so it's like yeah. you just rolled up the bandana, stuck it in the slide. I mean, it's like a bolo tie, but not as ridiculous. I mean, the the things that I remember about that was number one was that you know I, I forget the they were so many packs made up a den or so many dens made mm-hmm. I, I think right and so uh so our particular group i was in two different ones uh my my two years of cub scouts uh the one the second year um they had just moved back to the u.s from the father was a uh, was stationed in in japan in the navy he, he actually appears as a very minor character in in one of tom clancy's novels interestingly enough uh but wow. uh 
Uh, at any rate, um, they'd come back uh, from uh, you know his term in service in Japan, and and so I'd learned a little bit about Japan from there, which was back in those days, you know. Um, Maybe you saw Star Blazers and maybe the very beginning of Robotech, but there, that was like the closest, you know, and we knew Transformers came from there, but that was about mm-hmm. it. Uh, and so th- there were little bits and pieces we learned from there. I learned a little Hiragana and Katakana, which I completely had forgotten until years later, but uh, they had they had a banquet every year, all the different... Um, oh, yeah. And, and so they, they that year, it was an international flavor, and so each... You know, there was one group that did all um, Italian. That was, I mean, they did spaghetti meatballs. So of course, all the kids ran over to that. But <laughs> but in this case, they hand-rolled their own sushi in, in California rolls, or which, yeah, I know, in terms of how traditional, blah, 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 not really. But uh, um, but they, they hand-rolled a bunch of the stuff. And, you know, you're going to give a bunch of kids in Connecticut. Um, like, I think if I'd grown up here this would in California, that wouldn't be such a big deal. But in Connecticut in the, in the 80s, early 80s, to be given a piece, a piece of raw fish, and yeah, yeah like, it's yeah. true. I mean, I did it because I was adventurous. I was like, well, this seems cool. And, and nobody else had the patience to work with chopstick either. And, and my motor skills are not so good, but I worked with it. The other kids just grabbed the chopsticks and ran over to the Italian place and started stabbing the meatballs with a, with the uh, skewering it, basically. <laughs> oh, God, there is nothing better than uh, a sushi. It's uh, sashimi, salmon sashimi. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, it's so good. I, I love um, salmon. Hamachi is probably my favorite, but yeah. Um, I'm I'm a salmon guy through and through. And, and unagi, but I mean, if we're talking sashimi, then, then I'll go yeah. hamachi. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I feel guilty about unagi because apparently it's, uh, it's Yes. Not. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, I still eat it, but I feel I feel bad about it because it's endangered or because the farming practices are bad. I, I forget exactly what Maybe a bit of both, actually, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's funny what you're saying about Japan, because for me, Cub Scouts was uh, like most of the other families uh, involved in the den. I think it was a den that made up several dens made up a pack. Yeah, Yeah, I couldn't remember. Um, Most of the other families were Jewish. And so that was where I first like encountered things like a dreidel, uh, you know, matzah. uh, Okay, that's that's I think probably latkes as well. That's hysterical. I know. <laughs> well, because because where where are we said dens make up a pack. Yeah, I think uh, so. Where, where the where the pack used to meet when they would have pack meetings was at the local at the gym of like the local parochial school, and that was like the first place I ever saw a crucifix before because I grew up. Oh Jewish. wow! And I remember walking <laughs> in there and having you know seeing this big man on a cross staring at me, and the eyes are clearly uh, following me all the way. So there you go. Oh. There, there's comparative religion right there, brought to you by. Right. Uh, that's fascinating. I feel like the Catholic one's a little creepier. What with that cru- the crucifix thing? I, I can't so, deny that. But um. yeah, oh my god! But uh, it was really fun. Like I enjoyed it. Um, I um, I'm trying to remember if I, I want to say we actually went to a seder, but I just cannot remember if it was like uh, the full on thing or if it was just hey, let's eat some foods that are traditional. Yeah. Um. So, but that was that was I think a cool part of it for me. Um, I don't remember a whole bunch about the activities themselves, to be honest. I, again, I, I just was not super into like making things with my hands and going outside to do anything other than like mess around and, and run yeah. and jump on things. And you know, it, it just it was very organized. And I was not a person who really enjoyed being in organized things with other people at that time, mm. and maybe never. But 
it was cool. I'm kind of glad I I did it. I guess. Yeah. Were you so you stopped at Weebelows? I I I, fin- I went through Weebelows, but I stopped at the very beginning of Boy Scouts. Okay. Yeah. I. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I did not even. I probably started some of this stuff for Weebelows, but I didn't clearly earn anything. Oh, <laughs> you you must have done the Pinewood Derby, right? Oh yes, yeah. My oh uh, my god. To, to be honest, to be and South Park satirized this uh, big time. Well, they've done multiple things on Scouts, but like the Pinewood Derby was mainly because I, I couldn't build anything worth crap. That pretty much my dad mm-hmm, built the same. entire thing. Yeah, and, and actually, what happened was I think I had tried to, and it was a piece of crap. And Dad tried to salvage it, and he couldn't. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's exactly how. It happened I mean, for it me. may as well have been a block of. It may as well have been just a, a block of wood just sitting there, like you know. Uh, uh, put bricks to sleep by hypnosis. I mean, you know, just <laughs> well. I mean, anywhere. for one thing, you're asking a kid to be good with like tools, but also to kind of figure out the aerodynamics of cars, mm. which is the, both very interesting things to learn. But if nobody is really teaching you how to do either of those things, you're sort of like at sea. I mean, I, I think you've hit the nail on the head. That that uh, I mean, I actually think there's a lot of there's a lot of kids that are very proficient at that sort of stuff, specifically nowadays with like DIY and, and maker stuff being so much, oh, uh, yeah. so much bigger that I think there's a much bigger push for that. But there, and you know, maybe, you know, if you want to go back to the fifties and stuff like that, there was more of a chance of that too. But I think in our era, there wasn't as much of it, at least not, not for me and a lot of my friends around that, that era. It really was like, I mean, you know, the whole joke of the parents doing some of that stuff. And um, yeah, there, there wasn't, I, I had no idea where to begin. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you would have to go to the library and get a book, you know, uh, to learn about all these things. You can't just hop on YouTube and be like, uh, yeah, there was no YouTube, vehicular, vehicular aerodynamics video. And I needed and an apprenticeship what is what I needed. And, and, you yeah. know, and dad, dad and I, um, dad wasn't the teaching type in that sort of way. I mean, for, for doing math and things like that, that was, that was fine. But yeah, not a lot of things were working with your hands. And I, I think you're right too, that, I mean, that was. Not my my interest was was in in writing things and composing stuff and I mean in Same. playing in playing music or whatever it wasn't building things and I regret that I wish I did have more um, exposure to that but it you know maybe if I was in a family that did that sort of stuff more often I would have picked that stuff up but I didn't seek it out on my own. Yeah, I do regret that, and I regret not doing more with sports at the time. But I just I was terrible at it. I didn't enjoy it. Like the atmosphere just. Yeah sucked for me and so i was just like not into it but i I do wish i had like at least uh, become somewhat competent at a sport at the time uh just to have some basis for physical fitness later in life but running running that was my sport um and i was i was never fantastic at it but that's that's what i did and and, you know that that's probably the one thing that still keeps me i think in a bit of shape well i I do personal training a couple times a a week um over Mm -hmm. or resume or whatever uh but uh but really running, if I can get out there and, and run or whatever, like it's amazing how much just, um, if I can get a good solid week of doing that, even if it isn't a ton, like, like, cause it takes me longer now to ramp up cause, cause I'm older. But like, if I do that, I feel differently and, and the weight melts, melts off me in ways that like nothing else does for some reason it's running, except my knee's not so good. My left knee's not so mm-hmm. good anymore. So that's a little bit concerned but like biking or other things like that don't do it the same for me as running does it's uh, that's that's my my love um for for activity man good for you to have that i i could never get into running ironically that was the only sport i did in high school was track Mm -hmm. they always put me on the two mile and i always came in last like (laughs) 
<laughs> had no endurance. Maybe nobody else was going to get it, so Coach was just like, whatever, we got to enter it, so just put Simchick on it. Yeah, that, that was kind of like me, too. I was never that that fantastic on it, but uh, but I, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Uh, but my dad was pretty good with tools, and he was good with sports. Like, he was he was good at all those things that I really was not um, about the, the main place that we cross over as, like, computers. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, anyway, um, we were also going to talk about Boys State. <laughs> oh, yes. I don't know how, is this in every state? Do we know? Well, I mean, considering you were in New York at that time, right? Yeah. Um, and so I was in Connecticut, and uh, and we've talked about, I mentioned Laura uh, was in Girl State in Wisconsin. So okay. uh, so I, I think it is, I mean, you know, at least, right, it's uh, American Legion run, I believe, right? So that they, they, yeah, they had I a presence right. across, the, across the 50 states. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if this is still around. I know there was a movie about it recently, which I have not seen, but I'm a little curious. But for anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, there are probably a lot of people. Um, help me out here, Jeff. Like, I, my recollection is basically what would happen is you'd be nominated, I think, either by your school or by the American Legion or both, to go to this thing. And it's like a, was it a week long? It was camp? a week. Yep. Yeah. So you go away for a week to this camp, and it's it's basically like a like a patriotism uh, boot camp sort of. Like there's physical training. You do like you, you learn to march in military ways. Um, there's like a government that you form, but and that you was, vote for things. That and, was most of it. Like there was not much on the military realm of thing. It was mostly supposed to be civics and government, and and mm-hmm. you know, and and people running for different positions, and in you getting an idea for how things work. You know, them having like the equivalent of a senate. Where all, all of the groups were. Uh, that you were put in were basically supposed to be towns. And so like, you know, mm-hmm. whatever floor of a building you were was a town and it had a, it had a mill rate and it had a certain, uh, commodities and things like that. Um, and so, I, I mean, I actually buggered out of most of it because, um, I, I found out that if you could apply to be a member of the press, then it was great. Then you could spend most of the time, um, uh, doing the, uh, the newspaper and, and, uh, and, running around from place to place with press credentials you can get in wherever the hell you want you can get at the front of the line in um in the cafeteria <laughs> um you know and, and so you could report on a lot of these events but you didn't have to sit there uh middle and in, in the middle of the whole thing and and there were certain things we would do like um uh you know we had a bad poetry section like which was funny considering the the humor magazine that i was on in college like this was kind of my training for it in some ways it really was um, we snuck in, um, I remember we photocopied, we photocopied some pictures of Vogue and put them on the front of the magazine because we, <laughs> uh, of the uh, newspaper, because we figured out that like, um, the, our American Legion supervisor, uh, would be staring at the pictures and not paying attention to the other stuff we wrote. Like we put in an editorial, um, in favor of flag burning. Oh God. <laughs> so, and so we, th- this was our way to, to kind of, uh. Um, Which was a big deal back then for oh, anybody who, I don't it, know if it still is, but it, it definitely was a thing. It's tough to tell. There's so many other big deals nowadays, but uh, right? yeah, it's, it's, um, it's just hysterical. And my nickname was, was, uh, Gilbert because everyone thought I looked in like Gilbert Gottfried apparently, but, um, oh, okay. a, but at any rate, um, I actually still own all of those, like it was five days worth of papers. I still have them all here. Um, nice. I, I rescued them from home last time. And I mean, um, uh, a couple of the bits I used as that I wrote little stories that were used eventually in the humor magazine in, in college and uh, um, 
there there were a lot of st- there were a few things in there that were really painful, but uh, but it was it was amusing. And uh, the the other thing I remember on that that was fascinating was um, so each town could come up with their own local laws basically. And so then, you know, and and it was, it was, you know, you have to walk on the right side or whatever, just you you agreed on it. And then after that, anybody that broke the (laughs) law, they would be, you know, there'd be a fine or there'd be something like that. In one case, they even held court. And, uh, and actually in one case, they, um, some of the guys were, were actually not, um, that they didn't like the the law originally, so they were ignoring it. And so they actually put him in essentially a timeout in the bathroom, and they escaped out of the bathroom. And we had a guy oh that was like God. the head cop that was chasing him around the building. And so I uh, I, I wrote up a police blotter for the paper, and um, <laughs> and I went back and, and read it recently, and it's still it's still pretty damn funny. Um, <laughs> I think I want to see some of these. Oh um, yeah, but um, that incident just I mean, in the whole concept, just highlights something about our society because like you were making up these completely arbitrary laws and then you were punishing people for not following them. It's just like, <laughs> conform. how telling conform. is that whole thing? Like, it's just so dumb. We progress like, I mean, from this to the Stanford prison experiment. Oh. <laughs> exactly. So, ugh. but well, I think you, I think you know this, but I did basically the same thing that you did. I got onto the press and I don't know if, like, the people who are running it were like, oh, God, these guys are going to be annoying. Let's just get them out of the way and, and <laughs> concentrate on the the people who we can brainwash. But, like, uh, yeah, all of us misfits were over in the press room the whole freaking time. We didn't do PT. We didn't, I don't think we really even reported on much of anything. I know I didn't. What I did was I sat around and re- wrote fake editorials. Um, you know how they, when they have you march... Um, uh, they say things like dress right. Um, so <laughs> I wrote uh, columns by Colonel Dress Right. I a dress in a dress. Um, you could have been writing yes, for Blackadder. That that joke was okay at the time, um, <laughs> but it uh, yeah, just like these dumb things, satirizing the whole thing from the point of view of a, a like a essentially a Python esque army colonel. Um, so we would do that. Um, and I don't know what you had. We had a, uh, an actual old printing press. And so we, I was actually doing, I was learning pre-press doing this. I actually did learn something. So like, you know, we were, uh, doing photo, photo negatives of the pages that we typed up and then we, you know, would put those onto a layout and then we put them onto the printing press. Like we were doing the whole, like, manual paste up thing to make this newspaper it was kind of wild i i sadly don't remember too much i'm pretty sure we did something similar to that i i have much more um recent memories of or not recent but much more clear memories of what we did in college which was working with networked black and white max mm-hmm. but um but i know we did it by hand but i i don't know to what extent we did actual um printing press stuff versus just you know photocopying and sticking it on something or whatever i mean uh the alignments were not very good. It does not look very professional in the slightest. I can tell you that much. Um, uh, <laughs> we did it, a pretty it, decent job for yeah. ours. Um, it, well, you know, it's interesting. So we've both talked about Boy State. Like what, what uh, Laura had told me about Girl State was, and actually my, my best friend uh, Jen from high school had gone to the um, Connecticut Girl State right after um, I went to the Boy State. They were off by a week for some reason. And she said in that case it was run by... Um, she didn't use the term Stepford, but uh, basically, the, <laughs> I think she used the phrase uh, "the gaggle of Mrs. Beehives." 
that were, oh I think, basically teaching essentially home ec and, and how to be, you know, just, just think, think 50s housewife type things. Uh, mm-hmm. So it sounds, I, I, Laura told me that there were bits of that. I don't think it was quite the same uh, there, but uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I guarantee that the, the boys and the girls got very different experiences. So wait, what did they have to do there? I think it was more home ec and things like that, right? I mean, it was, uh, uh, I, I don't know if it was sewing and, and, and cooking or, or maybe some things in terms of, uh, I don't think there was, a, I think there was some things in terms of government, but uh, it's interesting to see where it, um, where it branched out for lack of a better word. And I don't know if it's still that way. I don't know, again, Ugh. from state to state, how things are different, but yeah. Um, so um Mine, mine was was much more palatable by uh, comparison. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not saying that I would. I would actually probably have enjoyed a lot of the activities in the other one. It just appalls me how like sexist it is, and how like uh, transparently indoctrinating this whole thing is uh, that people go through. Oh know? yeah. Oh. Yep. Yeah. So. Uh... Like, I feel like a, an actual boot camp would be less sort of, like, insidious in that respect. But, I don't know. Maybe I'm... Uh, Only if they had press. Yeah. <laughs> probably. Oh, God, I can't believe I escaped all that stuff. I was just mm-hmm. like, oh, this is going to be the most tedious week of my life. Uh, but it turned out to be great. Well, you, you know, the other thing that was funny was that... So this was, like, after my junior year or senior year. I, I don't remember, but it was obviously I was upperclassman at that point. Now, by that point, I had been going to summer camp every year, you know, at first mm. for like a week and then later on for a, a, a month at a time. And I probably could have gone for two months, except that would have been pretty much the entire summer. So we, I, I usually went for one month. Uh, but I, I was doing that all the time. But it, a lot of these kids had never been away before. And like, so this was, this was them, you know, act, acting up on top of all that. And they were kind of rowdy because they weren't used to being away from their parents, which is hysteric, which, I mean, that was hysterical to me. Um, and they started getting homesick towards the end of the week. And I, I just had to laugh at that point. Um, cause I'd, I'd been used to going away for a month by that point. And, and, um, and yeah, so the maturity level was not too high either for the most part. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I, I never went to, I think we've discussed this before. I never went to like any kind of summer camp or sleepaway camp or anything. So like anytime I had to go away, eat some other kind of food, uh, you know, uh, try to sleep among and like get along with a lot of like annoying straight guys. It was, (laughs) it's always a recipe for disaster, but I, in retrospect, there are probably ways I could have taken advantage of that situation that I didn't at the time, which is a shame, but Oh, well, live and learn. Yeah, it's true. Speaking of living and learning, no, there's no segue there. We're going to watch some Blackadder now. Yeah, let's, let's do that. <laughs> let's watch some Blackadder. So um, what's going to happen, of course, is that we're going to take like a short little interlude. We'll hear a little bit of interstitial music, and then we'll come back and watch all of this together. Um, of course, you at home can pause this podcast and take as much time as you want finding your DVD or you know, firing up your streaming service or whatever it happens to be. But we will still uh, have the fiction that you're about to have a little interlude. So here we go. All right. We are all about to watch General Hospital. 
which used to be a soap opera and is now an episode of Blackadder Goes Forth. Uh, everyone should be queued up, and Jeff and I were just discussing the fact that our, our versions are slightly different. So if you want to queue up exactly, what you want to do is get to the point where you can see you know, the uh, the ranks of the military there, and they haven't started to move yet. Uh, and if you get to that point and pause, then you'll be able to sync up with us exactly. So, once everyone's there, I'm going to count down three, two, one, play, and we'll all start at the same time and enjoy this penultimate episode of Black Edder Goes Forth. Three, two, one, play. Oh, I heard some pretty off-color jokes at this boys' state thing too, <laughs> from the the military. Guys oh yes, it. yeah, you're right. Actually, I'd forgotten mm-hmm. about that. I don't really want to repeat them on this podcast, but I'll yeah, tell you what no. they were later. Not just off-color, but um, yeah, somewhat insulting in a couple cases. Yep. Interesting. Trying to look at what piece of music he has. <laughs> it's better than the charades from the last series. Or <laughs> or the Inquisition. What are some what are the little soldiers? Tater tots? Hmm. Yikes. <laughs> is that who I think it is? That is. Ha, 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 ha. 
I like to be that guy that just has to sit <laughs> reading the paper next to him. Man, he has certainly gotten more irritable. Yep. <laughs> I'm some I'm suddenly picturing Baldrick as a Gumby. In the Python. Damn, he's mean. <laughs> Ploppy, sir. Yep. happened to come in <laughs> nobody knows the sunshine boys anymore uh -huh. <laughs> oh. 
this is an interesting shot. I don't think we've ever had a POV shot in Blackadder before. Mm -mm. <laughs> the face. Meh. <laughs> we only do two of the jobs. <laughs> <laughs> but he hasn't got a winkle. Alright, this is getting at Tobias Funky levels of uh, entendres.
<laughs> that look. <laughs> Stipple. <laughs> Is he going to drift back into Percy territory? <laughs> 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 
Mm, pumpernickel. I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> a potty <laughs> oh, I was reading Punch. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha. 
<laughs> I do like his little pause. Nah. He obviously is feeling it. Bernard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was solid. I really like that one. I did. I like that one better than I, you know, it's funny. Last week I said that, um, you know, I had such high hopes for it because of the guest stars and because I'd seen it before, but uh, that one didn't measure up for expectations. This one, despite it having Miranda Richardson, I remembered it being lackluster by comparison, and um, I totally rescind that comment now. Yep. All right, uh, we will be right back after this interstitial music to discuss the episode. Here we are again. Uh, it's time to talk about this episode, General Hospital. Uh, and we already kind of like spilled the beans about what we thought uh, before this. Um, I loved it. You, I think, at least really liked it. I did. Um, I, I did. The The funniest thing about it to me was I had completely failed to make this connection before, because, of course, I barely remembered some of these. 
but this is Amy and Amiability. <laughs> in a lot of ways, it's Miranda Richardson at first pretending to be drippy, uh, and then pretending to be, or then being tougher than that, and uh, almost getting involved in Ed with Edmund in uh, certain ways, uh, and then eventually not. What's interesting, it plays with your expectation on that one because you remember mm -hmm. how duplicitous she was in the previous season and it kind of sets you up for that. And, yeah, I mean, you know, even though it's maybe a shock that uh, that Edmund uh, points to her as the spy or whatever, but then the final twist at the end, yep. uh, you know, that, that that's, uh, I mean, it's, I, I think the episode is stronger if you have seen the previous one, if you've seen mm -hmm. her previous appearance. It's also interesting in terms of, you know, um, that she is so uh, for both Queenie and as Amy slash the shadow that, you know, she's chewing scenery throughout most of that. And on this one, she plays it fairly straight. I mean, even though she's, you know, she's playing it rather prudish in the first part and, uh, and rather worldly in the second part, it's done in a much more realistic fashion. Yes. Um, and that's showing her range, I suppose, but that's, that's also, I mean, again, try to imagine it. If it was off the deep end, it wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't have mm -hmm. worked, and it's it's not nearly as flashy a part. But uh, so it's more of an ensemble work as opposed to a, a big uh, a big standout uh, performance. Uh, but it it slots in so well in this uh, in this episode. It really does. Yeah, that's a good observation. Um, I also really love the <laughs> pretty much everything that comes out of General Melchett's mouth in this one. Uh, <laughs> Stephen Fry is just. <laughs> surpassing himself in the ridiculousness of all this and all the, the bits about dirty words and then the, the whole poo-pooing monologue. Well, well, no, just... no, the, the torture with the dog. Um, <laughs> yes. You know, and, and the fact that that gets a callback from Blackadder later on. But it's a, I, I didn't recall... That, that is, one, uh, is one rant that I didn't recall at all. Uh, most of mm -hmm. these I remember at least some little bits of, and I remember the basic plot of this pretty well. But, uh, but yeah, I, I didn't remember that at all. And I love the joke about uh, Oxford, Cambridge, and Hull. Only one of those is a great university. Uh, yes, which you were expecting there to be two. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, uh, I know. I, I thought they said two of them, and then, uh, and then, because uh, it's supposed to be Oxford and Cambridge, and the joke is Oxford's a complete dump. I oh, I thought he was. said only one of those no. is a great university. No, I don't think the joke so. I think being he said that the Cambridge-Oxford rivalry. Yeah, no, I think he said, because uh, uh, if they said, if he said only one of them is, then I think they would have played it up that Hull was the, uh, was the, you know, good one. Good one. Uh, yeah, so no, I'm, I'm pretty now sure. Now I have to go back and see, yeah. yeah. But, but regardless, it's funny that the original, that, that the original line, you know, Hull got a laugh, and then later mm -hmm. on it turns into a plot point. Yep. You know, and then of course it's, and then of course they, they uh, shag on uh, Oxford. I'm trying to remember in terms of who went to who went to what? Um, I, I don't believe... I, I think Rowan Atkinson went to like a trade school or something like that. I think he wasn't. But Stephen Fry was certainly part of the Oxbridge uh, group, but I don't remember which one he went to. I want to say Cambridge. But I don't, I don't remember for sure. Something else to check, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I love that. I mean, uh, I loved how... like, Well, pretty much from the beginning, like you pointed out, the... The previous one informs this, but, you know, pretty much immediately I remembered her being the German spy or ostensibly the German spy. I remember that kind of reversal. Um, but it, it really was quite good watching that 
play out uh, that whole thing. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Her performance I thought was great. George's idiot performance, so good. <laughs> it's it's protesting the inbred insult and everything. Oh God. Uh, which is funny, you know, considering, um, you know, his German heritage basically going back to the previous Blackadder, assuming that he's a descendant as well. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, it's it's interesting. I was thinking about... Um, uh, oh, yeah, the fact that, that you know, the, the one thing I was a little concerned about was that, you know, as you commented at one point towards the beginning, that, that Edmund kind of tipped over to the realm of really nasty at one point. Like, at some point, it was like, okay, that's a little bit much. Um, but uh, but it, it never went further off the deep end, like the way, say, Abfab sometimes can do that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, he, he definitely was. I mean, this was full-on, like, second-season Blackadder you know, I just don't give a fuck sort of, well, <laughs> sort it's, of Blackadder. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a little more so because there's some existential um, despair on, mm-hmm. on this. I mean, you know, the second season is he's still having a well of time and screw you superiority. In this case, it's the, he's so utterly disgusted by the situation that he's finding himself. In. And it's interesting. You get a little history here that he'd been in the war. He'd been in the military back when it was kind of just, you know, it was before this big war. It was all great. Mm-hmm. We're we're the colonial power and and beating up people and uh, and you know, um, it's interesting because I I think some of the hints we got beforehand was that maybe he was conscripted or or you know dragged into it or whatever this this horrible war. But he'd actually been in it and enjoying it for a while, I guess before mm-hmm. uh, before it um, turned uh, uh, turned nasty on him, I guess as it is. So that's that's an interesting facet that we hadn't seen before. Yeah, it's funny, as I was listening to that, I didn't, in a way, I didn't take it seriously. I, I think I was too conscious that he was about to try to uh, test her. Yeah. You know, um, so, but you're right. I mean, he was obviously not just saying all those things uh, just to say them. Right. Well, and, and he's, I mean, you, you figure he's not an idiot. So do you think that he was somebody that was originally, you know, excited and enamored about that? Why would he, why would somebody who is seemly, seemingly has a, you know, is fairly clueful about his survival? And I think we can assume that he didn't suddenly change from naive to world-weary, mm-hmm. uh, knowing what we do of the character and, and his usual smarts throughout history. You know, what would get him to sign up? And I, and I think, you know, th- this kind of answers it in a way <laughs> Sadism. that he was, he was there before that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I love his bit about when she says, is there someone special in your life? And and he just says, yep, me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Still me, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is such a uh, a kind of refreshing uh, answer uh, and very, of course, characteristic of him. I, yeah, I do I, love... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, the the, uh, the joke about um, Melchit's mustache at one point that, you know, it's the, uh, I forget what the line was, but it was the, uh, oh no, his mustache is fine. And of course, I, that was exactly where I was going with that. Um, you know, a- after all the love that uh, mustaches have gotten, um, certainly since uh, Christmas Carol, I was very happy to see that Your one. Your mustache is lovely, sir. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I have to say, not to tip my hand here, but this one is very very high in my ranking of black at our episodes uh it's it's so solid from beginning to end i really really enjoyed it interesting yeah so we'll we'll see where it all shakes out uh you know obviously for the next episode we're going to 
Wow, we're going to watch it first and then talk about it and then do our rankings. Uh, so it's it's really going to be interesting to see how that plays out. If um, I can form words after that episode. <laughs> yeah, man, I don't know. Maybe we should. I <laughs> no, guess no. we have to do it that way. We'll be yeah. fine. Stiff upper lip. <laughs> yep. There's a mustache uh, there. Those of you who don't know what we're talking about are in for a treat, I guess. Uh, it's quite a good finale. Um. And then, of course, after that, we'll be doing uh, Back and Forth, which is the last special. And that'll be the end of this season two of Starship Podcast Warlock. After that, we will be going on to another series um, or taking a break. Who knows? We'll, we'll find out what happens. Uh, if you have any input into that, you're like, hey, I wish you guys would watch this thing and uh, record a podcast where we can listen to you laughing at it. Um there is a Twitter. It is Starship Warlock, at Starship Warlock. There's no podcast in the middle, and that's the best way to get in touch with us. If you're like, I don't have Twitter, and I would really love to get in touch with you anyway, uh, you can email inbox at starshippodcastwarlock.com. Um, but those are really your only options. Otherwise, we are completely unreachable, even by one of George's letters. Um did you have anything else you wanted to say about this episode? I didn't mean no, to prematurely I think, go into the plugs. I, no, I think we I think we covered it pretty thoroughly. Um, yeah, I'm excited for the for the last uh, for the next episode. Um, even knowing what's uh, coming and knowing that we're uh, we're fairly close to the end, but the moment has been prepared for. Yes. All right. Well, in that case, we'll wrap up. Um, looking forward to next time. And uh, until then, this has been Drew. This has been Jeff. And you've been listening to Starship Podcast Warlock. Warlock. Bye, everybody.